Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Gail. Welcome to Audible Clutter. Um, this week we're going to take a bit of a ramble because there's still an awful lot going on in the universe. But first we're going to talk about weathering with you. Yes, a movie that talks about the weather. A lot. A All, lot. Like, constantly. <laughs> All, everything is about the weather. Well, to be fair, one of the characters is seemingly tied to the weather. True. Yes. Which is a very interesting thing. And very. it seems very Japanese. Yeah, I guess so. To have someone who is has become tied to the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well as the whole sacrificial maiden thing. Yeah, yeah. So Weathering With You is this really, really beautiful Oh, God, it's animation. gorgeous. Um, you didn't think clouds could look so wow. Yeah. The, the, you didn't think clouds could be... A character. Yeah. Until Weathering With You came along. Um, this is a Japanese anime written and directed by Makato Shinkai. Yeah, who's... You're going to be hearing his name a lot. He also did Your Name, which we love. Yes. Go and watch Your Name. The the production company's Comics Wave Films. Mm-hmm. And the music was composed by Rad Wimps, who are really, really good. They are really, really good. They also did the music for your name, and that was amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so complete package, weathering with you. Yeah, really, really, so well done. Such a, such an interesting story. It was a very and, interesting story. It was much more of a fable than a real life thing, because you know they left out. You know, it was yeah, very much. Didn't, they didn't do much backstory for either character. Really. No, and no, they they didn't really. Dig, dive as deep into the real-world ramifications of the weather that was happening as no. they would have. No. I mean, there was some big stuff at the end, but there just the, the daily ramifications of no sun, they didn't really... No, they didn't go deep into the psychology. It was very much a mm-hmm. an allegory or something. It was very much a fable, I think. I yeah, think that's the best was. thing to call it. Yeah. It's a, it's a fable about the weather and climate and climate change and the human connections you make and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we want to talk about more of the plot? or? I don't know how much you want to. Well, it's basically a runaway boy meets a girl. And this, then she seems to have power to make little spots of sunlight happen in a Tokyo that's constantly rained on. I mean, some and of the shots where people are looking up and the rain just kind of really literally hammers them. It's phenomenal. There's like yes. this pause, and then, and all, then of all of a sudden, sudden, a ton of rain drops on them. <laughs> yes, like half of Tokyo Bay just goes whoosh yeah. in the middle of the street. And then there's like fish in it, and there's movement. Yeah, there's like there's at some point you might even see a dragon in the storm or something. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, the actual raindrops have their own movement, life or movement life, or something. Yeah. 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 I think one of those songs has a lyric about how gravity just has forgotten to work for a day or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a weather fable and a modern weather weather fable. I just um texted Gail an article about that and Frozen 2 and what was the third one? It was something I'd never heard of. Oh. Um Okay. And it was in another language, so I don't remember what the word was. Okay, well, talk about the... Do you still have the article up? I don't know. Okay, we're going to pause here because I was expecting that to be a softball pause. I'm sorry. Okay. Since you just read it. Okay, we're pausing. 
We'll be back. Okay, we're back, and it's a movie called Promar. Promare. Promare. P-R-O-M-A-R-E, which is apparently about fire. Yeah. As opposed to Weathering With You, which is about rain, and Frozen, which, too, which is about ice and earth and... Colonialism. Colonialism, yeah. yeah. And how history can... Your your, your national history can bite you. <laughs> yes. Especially when you don't know it. Yeah. Learn history. Colonialism is bad. Doing things that don't work for the earth is bad, too. Mm-hmm. Listen to indigenous wisdom. Yes. That was the lesson of Frozen, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, I heard an interesting thing that said um, that, you know, um, Elsa was with the ice and the stuff but uh, Anna is obviously what grounds Elsa so this is it makes mm. sense that she went to the earth giants and the earth giants listened to her yeah that's yeah, true yeah that's kind of cool that is uh, Frozen 2 the characters deserve better yeah they did yeah so um, so it did not get nominated for an Oscar and that's probably a good thing yeah, yeah there, it's really... nice that there was so much depth in the animated field that yeah that Frozen 2 didn't get an automatic, automatic nomination because yeah. it really didn't but back to weathering with you yeah. um and so this boy finds the girl and she's got a little brother who's one of the coolest characters i've seen so in, so cool yeah nagi i read something oh the um, g kids who are you know promote the promoters of the movie said retweet this for a tenth of the confidence nagi has. <laughs> Because he's like a low-end middle schooler. He might even be in elementary school. He might be. Yeah, and he's like got smooth moves with the lady. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, he's chatting up a, a girl on the bus, and she gets off, another girl gets on, and he's chatting her up too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, and, yeah. So Horika notices him, and then when Horika's trying to date his sister, he, he asks Nagi for advice and offers to call him senpai, and it's just darn cute. I'm a sucker for little brother stories, mm. so. Yeah. So cute. Yeah, weathering with you is phenomenal. It is. Clouds. Yeah, it's just yeah. so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, uh, part of what that article was about was how um, animation is wrestling with the weather stuff that's going on, the bushfires in Australia. Mm-hmm. The all the flooding and that sort of thing is starting to show that so those sort of themes are starting to show up in animation. Right, actually, yeah, the animators are were prognosticating that this was going to happen because I mean, do uh, animated movies take so long to make uh-huh. that they started long before many things. Uh, they take like three to five years. <laughs> yeah, this the. The, yeah, the universe has been going this way for a while. It has, but this is, yeah, the animations showing, uh, are showing what's possible to ha- what could possibly happen later. Okay, or anyway. they're concerned. They're showing what people are concerned about now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, anime has always been reflective of people's fears, people's hopes, people's possibilities, or people's or the, the dangers representing society and especially Japanese animation which mm-hmm. has always wrestled with the fact that nuclear bombs were dropped, dropped on, on Japan yeah. and war has happened to Japan. I mean, Akira was about nuclear stuff, I think. And even, we should watch Akira sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the article was that the animators are wrestling with climate change and they're mm-hmm. coming to the conclusion that nature is going to win. Yeah, because... 
Nature is bigger than us. Nature is way bigger than us. And it will find a way to... Well, you know, we're not actually killing the planet. The planet will recover. We're killing a livable environment for so for many us. species. This yeah. is a mass extinction. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, so we need to keep pushing for carbon emissions to drop and keep pushing for solutions and encourage good science to happen. Mm-hmm. And don't panic. Yeah, don't read disaster climate porn stuff that just says it's all going to end because that doesn't do anything for anybody. So just try to make better choices. Try to elect sane politicians who will acknowledge that we need to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to keep hope alive and do the best you can and take care of people. But we come back to this a lot. We should just... But, so anyway, weathering with you. Go see it. See your name because your name is, is a really... That was a really good story. That was a really good story. And also, yeah. yeah. I had a couple of surprises and twists that I don't want to spoil if you haven't seen no. it. So, um, yeah, your name I highly recommend to everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we're going to talk a little bit about politics because the impeachment trial is still going on. Yes. <sighs> and we're back. So um, the impeachment trial continues. We're on... Week two, the Trump defense closed today. And so tomorrow... The non-fact-based Trump defense. (laughs) Yes, completely non-fact-based, made it up. Oh, wait, maybe uh, uh, even though it says high crimes and misdemeanors in the Constitution, they can't mean an actual high crime and misdemeanor. Um, anyway. Yes, and they say that their abuse of power is not impeachable when both Nixon and Clinton were impeached for abuse of power. But um, the Republicans have a very short memory when it affects them, and Alan Dershowitz has apparently lost his mind because he's actually contradicting stuff that he mentioned in another lifetime. There's like the Republicans had a pre-Trump life and a post-Trump life, and mm-hmm. they took out their brains, or they, they, they I don't know what happened. Something Mm -hmm. happened. Brainwashing, blackmail, I don't know. So many Republicans have contradicted themselves on matters of fact that you have to think it's some kind of virus the Republicans have caught. Yeah. Trump's some kind of an infection that's taking over the Republican Party has got them in a fever and they don't know what they're saying. Yeah. Or they do and they've always waited for this opportunity. But anyway, back to facts. We're we're back. They are in the, the... post-fact world, mm-hmm. and it's horrible. And 75% of Americans, according to a latest Quinnipiac poll, want, including 49% of Republicans, want witnesses. Yes. Because we want to know the truth. The Democratic House, man, or the House managers have said that they don't know what the witnesses are going to say. It could exonerate Trump. They are willing to take, they're willing to listen and make their judgments based on witness testimony and document testimony if the White House would stop withholding the documents and the Senate Republicans would allow witnesses. Yeah. And tonight McConnell is saying he doesn't have enough votes to block witnesses. I don't believe anything Mitch McConnell says. Well, no. But anyway, but why would but he has actually put that out there. Yeah, but then it looks better when he's twisted arms or, you know, I I don't, but there's strategies. I don't even know why he would say that. Yeah, I have no idea why he would say that. And I don't intend to speculate because I'm not here for speculation. I'm here for, I want witnesses 
And I mean, I'm not going to sit and dissect Mitch McConnell's strategies. No, I just definitely not. think that the only reason he says things is for his own benefit. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he wants Trump to pick up the phone and call more people, you know? It's weird. Not, I'm not in the speculation game. No. So tomorrow we start getting, we get the first of the two days of the Senate questions, which <laughs> is just... It sounds bizarre. It sounds really bizarre because the senators have written down they questions. They haven't yet. Oh, they haven't yet. Or have but they? But I, I thought they... Had. Oh, they're writing them tonight. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they will be giving written questions to Chief Justice John Roberts to ask of the House managers and of It has to be Trump's. in their own handwriting. They have to check whether or not it's for <clears throat> the House management team or Trump's lawyers, and they have to sign it. Mm-hmm. And Roberts has limited the replies to five minutes. Yeah. Because there's like 16 hours of this. Yeah. So this will just be... And there's no guarantee who's going to ask questions of what. And, and or who or what questions might be asked. You or... Know, or if there's a coordinated strategy with either side. Yeah. It's just bizarre. It's Nothing like this happens in any other trial except for an impeachment trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody who's talking about precedents for impeachment, there are no precedents for impeachment because there haven't been that many. No, there have been three. Well, no, there have been like 15, but most of them are judges. Oh, right. That's true. So there have not been three. There have been three presidential. Right. But most, yeah, yeah. you're right. But most of the actual impeachment stuff is judges. Okay. Because impeachment is a tool also for to be used for high crimes and misdemeanors in those offices. Yes. You just can't impeach politicians. You have to vote them out. Hmm. Well, oh, no, no, you can. You can impeach yeah. politicians. We haven't. Senators. You can impeach senators. You can impeach any huh. politician, I think. They censure them. Yeah, they just they, they have censured many people. Yeah. But actually throwing people out doesn't happen very much. No, no. There's, yeah, they censure a lot of people, actually. Mm-hmm. They take them off committees. Mm-hmm. They, they took do that King all the time. off committees, Steve, yeah, King, Steve King, for his racist stuff in mm-hmm. the House. They pretty much cuckold them, or not cuckold them, uh, make them eunuchs. They cut away all their castrate. Yes. By taking them off committees. <laughs> yes. yes. That's so, a disciplinary measure that the, that is. The, each side in the House and the Senate has. All right. Um, so yes, impeach. Continue to call your senators and tell. Apparently, the Democratic senators have not been getting the level of calls they had during the health care debate. So call your Democratic senator and tell them you're, they're doing a good job. Yes, I and just that sent, you do want to hear witnesses. Yeah, I just sent emails. Stand Up Republic has like a a form email form. I sent emails to Casey and to me. Good, because Toomey's offering a quid pro quid. Give us. We we'll give. Mm-hmm. You, We'll give you Bolton, you give us Biden, and honestly, I think Republicans should completely avoid the term quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah, anything with the word quid in it should not be used <laughs> by anyone who's a Republican. So it'll be really fascinating considering the the commentators. I'm tired of watching political commentary, but in the impeachment is important. So um, say that the word from the White House is they want it wrapped up by the Super Bowl, so Trump won't have to talk about it in interviews because he's a... Yeah, which means that they're. That's by the end of this week, and today's yeah. Tuesday, so. Yeah. 
so they just want to sweep it under the rug. But um, Bolton, there was a thing that like I'm not really keen on the leaking stuff. No, it's just I'm not really keen tool. on the trash times either. So mm-hmm. I'm not really thrilled with that. But it is definitely bringing get Bolton as a witness more into the conversation, which should have happened anyway. Yes, it should because they should have witnesses because you don't have the trial without witnesses and documents and facts. Yeah, so we're still on team witness, document, and facts. Yeah. And you should be too, so call your senators. Yep. We want the truth. If it exonerates Trump, more power to them. They keep flipping sides of the argument, so I guess they should pick one side. (sighs) And speaking of sides, picking sides, let's flip to the Democrats' side, and Iowa's coming up. Mm, Yes. Iowa caucus is on Monday. Yes. And Iowa is such a crapshoot. Anything could happen. And they changed the rules this year. I didn't realize that. Did they? Yeah, it didn't used to be... They used to caucus, but each caucus area Uh would come up with one person to give all of its delegates to. But now they've changed it to... You know, the whole viable candidate have to have 15% of the people in a caucus. Uh-huh. And so, what they're doing this time is you go there and. He, and, and they're having a digital caucus too, aren't they? I, don't, I didn't read about that. Oh, okay. Um, but you go to the place and you basically you stand with the people who are for the candidate you support. Uh-huh. And they're actually going to do a an initial count for each candidate of how many people they had there. And then the ones who have less than 15% of the um, total, total number. number of people there will be given the option of joining another candidate's group or trying to get people who are standing with other candidates for the first round to come over to their side. So, yeah, there will be Sounds lots like of in bargaining there. Board game. It does. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And then I think they do that for two rounds. Uh-huh. And then from the from the breakdown at that end of that other round, they decide from there how many delegates from that group each of the remaining viable candidates will get. Uh-huh. So I think you can get up to three candidates getting at least one delegate out of each huh. caucus. So rather than it goes to everybody, they're splitting the delegates. Yeah, and then, and that isn't even all of it because then those delegates are going to the Iowa State Convention in June, and I'm not sure that they're actually they actually have to stay with the delegate that uh, with the candidate that they were initially huh. caucused with. Mm. It's bizarre. But there's like commitment. Don't they have to fill out cards or something? Or? I don't know if they do. Okay. I don't know if they do that in Iowa. I think that's in states where you have primaries. Uh-huh. Then you're actually voting for the actual delegate. Right. To go to the con- national convention. Yeah. 
Because we're in the process in Pennsylvania where it's about to start. People are about to start collecting petition signatures. Because I've been getting a lot of... I've been supporting Warren for a long time. I was getting the, do you want to be a delegate? And the answer is no, because I do Shakespeare then. And, but to get, there's a, there's a, there's arcane loopholes in so much of politics. And so to get on the ballot in Pennsylvania, you have like a three week window where you need to get 5,000 signatures from registered Democrats but they can't have signed for anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so you like have to keep your signature off those other people's petitions so you can sign for your candidate of choice. And then delegates need to get 250 signatures. And the, there's delegates for each specific candidate in each congressional district. Mm-hmm. And so you vote for those delegates. <laughs> yeah. But they have to get 250 signatures minimum. To get on the ballot as a delegate. Right. Yeah, and I think the campaign has been picking people to be a delegate. So yeah, there are arcane... If you want to get on a ballot in any election, there are organizations out there now who will help you get on a ballot, and you should get help because there's a lot of really weird rules. Yes, there are. And if you break any of them, you get thrown off, off the, the ballot. Off the ballot. And you should always get more signatures than you need because you never can tell somebody... some of them will be thrown out. Some of them will be thrown out. They'll either be illegible or somebody will have signed several petitions or somebody won't be a registered voter. Democrat or... Yeah, so... You have to be registered in the right party. Yeah. You have to be... If you're, vo- if you're running in a local election, you have to be a, a resident of that district... It's, yeah, there's a lot. It's very arcane, and it differs from state to state. So if you're mm-hmm. thinking about running for office, and we encourage more people to run for office, you should get in touch with the people who are trying to make it easier to run for office. There are some. We will look up a list and talk about that in a future podcast. Yes. Yes. All right, so that's what's happening in politics. I met some other Elizabeth Warren supporters in real life. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we were talking about getting people on the, how to get Elizabeth Warren on the ballot, and at some point, we were talking about MMA rules, and at some point, we were trying to figure out Elizabeth Warren's stance on marijuana. She's for decriminalization, mm-hmm. which no one at the table knew. No. So, um, and she released a plan about uh, epidemics this morning. I got that on my phone because of the coronavirus thing. Um, don't panic. Don't listen to people who are causing panic. Just wash your hands a lot. Take care of yourself. And if you're really that worried about the coronavirus and you haven't gotten the flu shot, well, get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. Not that it will help you against the coronavirus, but um, you are justice. That's somebody said that's performative panic. That Dr. Yasmin, she's a science uh, science journalism teacher, and she said that's what performative panic is when people freak out about the coronavirus, but they don't get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so take care, be healthy, etc. Um, and Legends and Batwoman have started up. Legends of Tomorrow and Batwoman have started up. And we were yes. watching that. And Batwoman continues excellent. And Legends continues mostly fun. fun. Legends is so great. Fun. Watch Legends. Legends is a hoot. Mm-hmm. They did the meta thing where they had a camera crew following them around. And they did mm-hmm. it really well. They did. Yeah. They took a camera crew back to Rasputin's Russia <laughs> with the czars and stuff. And it was just weirdly goofy. It's nice when you have a show that's just a little bit... that no Tongue-in-cheek. It's nice when a show yes. does tongue-in-cheek well. And with action and superheroes and all of that, Legends mm-hmm. really has rocked that. Yes. Plus, frequently you get two girls kissing. 
Mm-hmm. So we're always Measure team that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sarah and Ava are good. Yes, sir. Although we want Zari back and we want to see Charlie more. Mm-hmm. So Legends of Tomorrow, people, Zari and Charlie, please and thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if I were going to write Legends fanfic, it would be about Zari and Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. Yep. Call your senators. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Um, watch a good movie and let us know about it. See Weathering with You or your name and uh, take care. Yep. Try not to panic. Don't panic. Uh, it doesn't help anybody. Get a towel. Read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>